it is time for morning prayer. God bless you today. Uh, it is the day that the Lord has made. Amen. We rejoice and we are glad in it. And it's not just that he made today, uh, today. This day was made before you and I were even placed on this earth. Good morning, Tracy. God bless you today. Praise the Lord. It's a little chilly out there, but it's okay. <laughs> it's warm in the house. Praise the Lord. And so um, we're thankful that we can come together on uh, every weekday to just thank God and to pray and to learn of him and come together with brothers and sisters of like precious faith. It's just an awesome thing that we're able to do. And I'm grateful for technology that allows us to do it. Good morning, Jessica. God bless you today. Praise the Lord. And so, uh, uh, yeah, as you come in, say hello and we'll greet you. Um, I was reading this morning uh, a little bit in Mark 11. Good morning, Donna. God bless you. I was reading in Mark chapter 11 uh, this morning. And if you remember Mark chapter 11, it's like the, the, we, we use it as like the, the passage on faith, <laughs> uh, down in verse 22, uh, down to 20, eh, like 26. But, um, I was reading, if you'll remember when Jesus was, they, they were going into, I, I believe they were going to Jerusalem. Yeah. And, uh, Jesus saw that tree. It was a fig tree and it had leaves on it. And fig trees, they'll, they'll, the leaves come first and then the fruit. So then the figs. And so when you see the leaves, it's like, yay, figs. It's time for figs. And so, but it wasn't the season for figs. But the tree was, uh, there was leaves on the tree. So Jesus was like, yes, <laughs> figs. So he walked over to the tree. The disciples saw him. He was hungry, it said. He walked over to the tree and he went to get a fig and there were no figs on it. And so he immediately out of his mouth, he said, no one's ever going to eat fruit. I cur he cursed the tree and he said, no one will eat fruit from, uh, from here on, you know, and ever, ever again, nobody will eat any fruit from you. And, um, the disciples heard him say that. And so, uh, he, you know, and, and people will say, well, why would he do that? Well, there's a whole thing behind that. We don't have time to get into that. But, uh, the, the point here for this is that, um, he said that, but then he didn't stand there and look at it to see if that happened. Right. He just kept walking, but it said the disciples heard it. So he said it loud. So he spoke to the tree and then he walked away from it. They went and did what they needed to do. And then, and it was the triumphant entry. Remember that whole Hosanna in the highest. And then on their way back from Jerusalem, they were walking by that same area and Jesus didn't see it. Jesus didn't call it out or anything. The disciples saw it. They saw that tree and they said, look, the tree that you cursed, uh, it's withered and died. And it, it says in one translation that it died from the root up. And usually the tree dies from the top down, the leaves start to go. And then the whole thing, you know, so they said it withered and died. They were all surprised. And Jesus didn't say, oh yeah, that's right. It did. No. In verse, uh, number 22, Jesus said, have faith in God. Good morning and happy Monday, Ivan. God bless you. He said in Mark eleven twenty two, 22, have faith in God. One translation says, have 
the faith of God or have the God kind of faith. And so that's how it's originally, uh, the original translation is. Here he's telling them, okay, he didn't say, oh yeah, you know, that's right. Oh, look, what do you know? No, he knew that had already happened. Um, and so he said, have faith in God. This is a lesson for the disciples now. Just like Zoe, or when in John 3, 16, it says that I've come that you might have life. That word life in Greek is Zoe. And that is the God kind of life or the kind of life that God has. Um, or, uh, agape. We talked about that in church. Agape is the kind of love that God has. Well, this one, he said, have the faith that God has. And now he's going to show them how that faith works. He says, I tell you the truth. You can say to this mountain, May you be lifted up and thrown into the sea and it will happen, but you must really believe it will happen and have no doubt in your heart. So there was a mountain nearby because remember they, when they came down from the mountain into Jerusalem and so they're on the mountain now and he's like, listen, (laughs) uh, you can say to this mountain that we're standing on right now, (laughs) be cast into the sea, be thrown into the sea. And if you'll believe what you say in your heart, have no doubt in your heart. He didn't say have no doubt in your head. And he didn't say to pray about the mountain. Did you notice that? He didn't say when you pray to God about the mountain. No, he said, when you say to the mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, it will be done. It will happen if you don't have any doubt in your heart. Faith is of the heart, the God kind of faith. The faith that God has is in our hearts and, and in its release though, through our words. So the God kind of faith is on the inside of us. He's, he's placed it in us, but we release it with our words. Good morning, Jean. God bless you. And he said, if you say to this, he didn't tell us to pray about the mountain. He told us to say, but then he goes on to say in the next verse, verse 24, I tell you, you can pray for anything. Now he's talking about prayer. And if you believe that you've received it, it will be yours. So he gave us two examples. One, if we'll say it and believe it in our heart, it will come to pass and have no doubt. And then if we pray, the same applies. And so there are opportunities where we pray. And for both instances, and then in verse 26, he says, uh, verse 25, he says, but when you are praying, forgive. We talked about that the other day. You got to forgive or your, your prayers won't even be answered because you won't be able to receive from God uh, because condemnation won't allow you to. And so, uh, but in verse 22 and 20, uh, 23 and 24, one is saying, one is praying. So we need to know that there are opportunities for us to say, and there are opportunities for us to pray. And so it's not just praying about everything. That's not, that's not how it works. There are things that you used to do for your children at four years old that you do not do for them when they're 12 or 16. Hopefully if they're developing right, you're not hand feeding them at 12 years old. 
that stopped when they were babies, right? They, the doctors tell you now, even at one or two, let them touch their food. And you know, and I'm like, oh, it's a mess, <laughs> but let them do it. You never do for a child what they can do for themselves. This is how they grow and develop. That's no different than the Lord with us. It says that he is a good father who withholds nothing good from his children. And we'll quote that. We even sing about it. You're a good, good father. <laughs> it's who you are, you know, and you withhold nothing good. But yet we go, but I, I don't, I, that's good. And I need that. And I don't have that. I don't understand. It's like it's being withheld because we haven't said something. Most likely we probably prayed about it. And he's probably like, you possess you to possess it. You've got to start talking. You've got to take it. And, and we, a lot of times wait for, okay, God, I prayed. Now I'm just waiting for you to do what you need to do. And he says, but I've already done it. I sent Jesus. I provided healing. I provided prosperity. I provided peace. I provided joy. I, I provided a restored marriage. I provided like relationships. He provided that. But Jesus said that all authority has been given both given to me, both in heaven and in earth. Then he turned around and said, I give that to you. I give you that authority. So whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. See, we initiate it. We're the ones who initiate it and we initiate it by our words. It's not heaven that initiates it. He says, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. And so we need to know that we have to initiate what we need. We, we've got to initiate it. And then God can help us. You know, we don't, when our kids turn 26 and 27, we don't go, well, I'm no longer your mom <laughs> or your dad. You're on your own now. Goodbye. No, we're still a parent, uh, but we, our relationship changes uh, to where now I'm there for guidance. If you need me, you come. Well, that's how it is with the father. He's done everything for us. And when we're babies spiritually, He'll hold our hand and walk us through, but he expects us to use the authority that he's given to us as we get older. People don't like that message. Um, we get a lot of flack when we teach these kind of things because people think that God is sovereign and he is, he absolutely is sovereign and that he will just do anything uh, he wants at any time. And we have no, we don't have to do anything. That's lazy Christian. That's being a lazy Christian uh, because God made us capable. Here's the thing. People will say, but he's an all powerful, all knowing God. He can do anything. Yes. And you know what he did? He created you and he poured all of him into you and me. That's what he did. He did do everything. He poured all of himself into you and I. He gave us Zoe life, the God kind of life. He gave us his faith. He gave us his love. He gave us everything that we need. And now we initiate it. So if you've been praying for something for a long time, it's time to start looking at what you're saying and let your words align up with what you prayed. Amen. What did you pray? Okay. Now it's time to say, you've got to be saying, because if you're saying something different, then you, you're, you will never possess it. You will never possess your words 
connected with your faith will possess everything that God has for you. Everything. But you've got to believe it in your heart. Amen. Don't have doubt in your heart. When heart, when, when doubt gets in your heart, it's because you've been saying the wrong thing for a long time. If you've been saying the wrong thing for a long time, it's because you've been thinking the wrong thing for a long time. That's how doubt gets in the heart. It's, it's, it's by thinking the wrong thing and saying the wrong thing. And so, uh, the opposite of what the word says. So this morning, uh, there may be things that in your life that you've been believing for, for quite a long time, it's time to open the mouth and say, start speaking to the mountain. You know, when the uh, children of Israel got to the Red Sea and they, uh, Moses said, here we are, Lord, what's going on here? There's a sea in front of us. And you know, did you know this Lord, when you directed us this way that you brought us from there to here and now there's a sea and I don't think everybody here swims, <laughs> not that long of a swim. Right. And so we got a problem here, Lord, the Lord didn't say, Oh, I'm sorry, my bad. Let me reroute you. Let's get our God, you know, positioning system. It was wrong. Uh, let, let's go this, this way, come up, come around this way, uh, and, and take them to another place. No, uh, uh-uh. no. He told Moses what to do. He told him, lift up your rod. Moses initiated it. The miracle came, but Moses had to initiate it. He told him what to do with his rod. If he didn't do that, they would never have crossed that red sea, even though God was all able and capable of doing whatever he wanted to do at the time he wanted to, Moses had to initiate it. He had to be obedient to God and do what he said before that water parted so they could walk through. And so we've got to be obedient to the Lord and do what he says. It's not always a a time to pray. Sometimes it's a time to say, sometimes it is only time to pray. Well, how do I know this? Well, you have the spirit of God on the inside of you. He poured himself into you and he gave you his spirit, the Holy spirit, his voice, he gave him to you. And so he will show you. That's why John says the voice of a stranger, we don't follow, but we know how to hear and obey his voice. Amen. So we're going to pray this morning and let the Holy spirit reveal to you those things that you need to speak to and those things you need to pray about. And uh, when he reveals the things that you need to speak to, uh, you just need to make that correction and say, okay, I'm going to start speaking uh, positive words about this. And positive words are faith words, not just, it needs to have the word of God in there. It needs to have the word. So go in the scriptures. Google is a great tool for that. You know, we use Google for everything else. Use it for, I need scriptures on this. And it will bring you, not every scripture is going to be the right one. Start reading each one. Go through each one and go, oh wait, that one speaks to me. This one right here speaks to me. And then turn it into a confession. Say, I'm going to start saying this at least three or four times a day. Or I'm just going to say it every time the opportunity comes to say something else. Or when the opportunity comes to think something else, when that opportunity comes, I'm going to say this instead of saying what I always say, this is what I'm going to do and make, and you got to practice it because it's not something that we're accustomed to doing. But if you'll do that long enough, and I don't mean just two days or three weeks, well, I tried it. It doesn't work. Listen, you've been saying the wrong thing for years. (laughs) Uh, and so it, it, 
I don't care if it takes one year. That's awesome. <laughs> That's quick compared to how long we've been saying the wrong thing. I, I'm, when I say you, I mean me. <laughs> we, all of us, right? We've been saying the wrong thing for years about situations. I had to change what I'm saying in regards to, you know, my, my eating habits, you know, or I always would say I'm horrible at math. How many times have you heard me say that? I'm not saying that anymore. I don't say that no more because I have the mind of Christ. So how can I be horrible at math, which he created, <laughs> right? So I have the mind of Christ. So there are things that we have to learn, right? To say, and things we don't say and things we pray, and he will teach us this. This is why we need the Holy spirit. And this is why we embrace him. Amen. Yeah. Tracy, yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. Good morning, mom. God bless you today. But yeah, me too. Uh, we all say things that we, we, uh, you know, we, and you can call those words crop failures. You know, they're like Jesus cursed that fig tree. Well, uh, because it wasn't, it was, it, the tree was not even producing. It was lying to people saying fruits on me and it wasn't. And so there are things in our lives that we've said, call those things crop failures. Say, no, you will not produce <laughs> all those negative words that I spoke over my kids, all those negative words that I said over myself, over my situation. Nope. I call those crop failures and they will not produce in Jesus name. But here's what will produce. We, you, you're in charge of that in your life. You are the sower in your life. So whatever you sow, you're in charge of your harvest in terms of I'm taking that back. <laughs> I don't want that to happen. And so you, you're in charge of it. You, you have responsibility for that. So you can, and you're equipped to do that. So I thank God for that. Amen. Father, we just thank you for this time together. I just thank you for your faith that you've given to us. You are a God of faith. You built this whole universe and it stays in place because of faith and with faith. You're the inventor of faith. It says that Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith. You know the A to Z of faith. <laughs> you know it, you know it all. And so Holy Spirit, we thank you that you are our teacher, our helper. You are the one who can show us how to stay in faith, how to have the God kind of faith, the way Jesus taught the disciples in the word. We want to, we want to learn faith from you. There's no better place to learn faith than at the feet of our father. And so we thank you father for showing us those things in our life that we maybe been tolerating or putting up with. And our words have been making those bigger in our lives because whatever we think about and dwell on, uh, we give and whatever we feed, it grows. And so a lot of times we are feeding the doubt and it's growing instead of feeding the faith. And so we want to starve the doubt and we want to feed our faith. And so we get your word on our situations and our circumstances and on the mountains and on the red seas in our lives. We get your word on it and, and, and we get, you tell us what to do and we say, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. And so right now I speak to marriages. I speak to marriages right now in the name of Jesus and and I speak the life of God into marriages today. The Zoe kind 
of life. I speak that into your marriage today. And, and maybe it seems that it's, it's dead. I, I don't know what's happening. I speak life to you right now in the name of Jesus. I speak the word of God concerning your relationship. I thank you, Father, that when two are joined together, your word says, let no man put asunder. Let no one come between that man or that woman. Let nothing come. And so, Father, we ask, first of all, for your forgiveness for not guarding for not guarding our marriages, for not guarding uh, and letting individuals and things come between us and our spouses today. Oh, Father, we repent of it right now in the name of Jesus. And so uh, the communication hasn't been there. Uh, Silent treatment has been in place. Uh, All of that, all of that does not come from you. That is an attack of the enemy and we're kind of tolerating it. And so we don't want to do that no more. We're not tolerating it anymore. You said in your word to let not the sun go down upon our wrath and neither give place to the devil. And so when I do that, we're giving you place devil and we're not doing that no more no more. You will have no place in any of our marriages in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, because from there that affects the atmosphere and environment of our household and our children, even though they may not see it and may not hear it. They don't know what's going on. They can feel it. Their spirits can feel it. And so we lift up our whole households because you want our house, our households to prosper. You want our households, Father God, to magnify and glorify you. You want peace in our homes. Jesus died and was chastised. So our peace, our peace, uh, he purchased that for us. Peace in our hearts and peace in our homes. And so we pray that today in the name of of Jesus. We send the word of peace into every home right now in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus and Holy Spirit. We ask that you would help us and show us how to communicate the godly way, because there is a way that seems right to an individual, but that way leads to death. It's not the right way. It's not the right way, but your way is the right way. And so even in our communication, even in the way we talk to each other, even in the way we address each other in our homes, Father God, we ask that you would show us how to do it because we want to please you. We want you to be pleased with our marriages. We want you to be pleased at how we're raising our kids. We want you to be pleased with everything that we do, Father God. We want to make decisions that are aligned to your word. We want to make, uh, have, uh, times together as families where you are honored and glorified. And so we thank you for that. We thank you, father. And father, I pray for those who feel overwhelmed for those who feel like, no, this is never going to fix. This has been a problem for a long time. I, I don't see it happening. 
I pray for the encouragement of the Holy Spirit right now in the name of Jesus. And we ask for your intervention right now in Jesus name, in Jesus name. There is nothing impossible for you or with you. And so I thank you right now in the name of Jesus for a divine alignment in our marriages and in our homes right now. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we have the God kind of faith and we release that faith right now with our words. And we say that we have strong marriages and families. We say that we have uh, effective communication in our marriages. We say that our children see our relationship and they see how God is because of our relationship. Hallelujah. We say, Father God, that the thing that we have peace in our homes, we have peace in our homes. We have peace in our homes right now in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. And we say that the things the enemy has tried to bring against us or tried to, to have opportunity with, we stop you right now, devil, in the name of Jesus. We take authority over you and we shut the door to you right now. And we repent of any anger. We release that to the Lord right now in Jesus name. And we desire father God, your very best for our lives and the very best for our spouses and your very best for our children, the very best father God. And so right now in the name of Jesus, we thank you we thank you that the enemy is defeated and he has no place. We give you no place in our homes. We open the door and we tell you to go. <laughs> Get out right now in Jesus' name. You have no power and no play in our houses anymore. No play. You thought this was a house you can come into and steal from. You thought this was a house you could kill and destroy. You thought this was a marriage you could kill and destroy, that you could steal our joy, steal our memory, steal our peace. Oh no, you can't do that. You can't touch this devil in Jesus' name. We don't give it to you. We don't put it in your hands, but we guard our marriages and we thank God for bringing these individuals into our lives. They were the ones we prayed for at one time. And so we thank you father for them and we lift them up before you and we don't harbor any ill will. We don't harbor anything against them in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, Father, as a result of this correction, I thank you that our children, we're going to see such a change in our kids. We're going to see such a change in their behavior uh, if we'll get this right. And so I thank you for your instruction I thank you for your instruction, Father, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. There's a scripture that keeps coming to my heart. It's in Ephesians, I believe. It says, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the edifying, that it may minister grace to the hearer. 
That is our calling today in our marriages and with our children. Do you hear that scripture today? Find it and and put that in your mouth today. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but only that which is good to the edifying, that it may minister grace. You are the minister of grace in your household today. If you don't do it, no one else will. And so minister grace to your spouse, to your family, to your children today, to those around you in your household today. Minister grace to them. Hallelujah. Just as God has done it for you, you do it for them. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I did not expect to go in that direction at all. Marriage and family was not in my heart this morning. In fact, I was going to talk about something else in terms of Mark 11, but we have to listen and be obedient to the Lord. We have to be obedient to the Lord. And so uh, I pray that you uh, are edified and strengthened and we got our marching orders for today. Amen. And maybe everything is fine in your house, but be aware. <laughs> be aware that the enemy has a strategy and he would so love to divide our families. Think about it. God made man and women. Those were the first beings he created. He made them in his image after his own likeness. And now the devil can't create anything. He has no power to create things, but he manipulates what God creates and he distorts and he uh, redefines. And so you hear it. He's redefining marriage. He's redefining what our children, the sex that they are. He redefines, he counterfeits. And so he's trying to do that in marriages. And if our kids see all this going on, it just says, see, 